You're listening to the Burke and Ms. The Wiz Montalban Fantasy Football Podcast, where I go to fulfill my fantasy. Football desires with expert opinions, advice, and analysis that you can't find anywhere else. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, we're going to get started with the Goats of the Week. There was uh, some players that had some amazing uh, points for fantasy football. So let's go to the highest. Um, starting off at QB, Drew Brees, 34 for 43, 373 yards, and three touchdowns. Um, very impressive. And uh, against Arizona, and for a while, no one was sure he was even going to play. Everyone had uh, Teddy Bridgewater kind of locked in against Arizona. And, uh, you know, Breeze could have uh, sat out and then just uh, after the bye came back and he decided he wanted to play and uh, looked really good. It didn't look like he had any time off at all with that thumb. And so he was a risky play if you played him, but definitely paid off. Uh, again, you know, those three touchdowns with almost 400 yards passing. And, and you knew if he played, I mean, Arizona, he was probably going to get some points. Uh, but you weren't sure how he was going to recover from that injury and if he was going to be effective that way. So uh, moving along to Matthew Stafford, 25 of 32 for 342 yards and three touchdowns. That was very impressive. In regards to, you know, it's against the Giants, and uh, everyone does pretty well against the Giants. But Matthew Stafford's kind of an odd case because he has some great matchups, and then he kind of doesn't produce with those great matchups. And, and this week he definitely did. He did have the one pick. You know, Drew Brees had his one pick as well against Arizona. But, uh, you know, when you throw for three touchdowns, that uh, pick is negligible. So uh, good on Matthew Stafford. And then uh, Daniel Jones against the Lions. That was a, a shootout, uh, that matchup, Lions versus Giants. He was 28 for 41 for 323 yards and four touchdowns. So, you know, after the week that Daniel Jones had the, the week before, uh, this kind of came out of nowhere. And uh, he looked good. And... I don't know, you know, what else to say in regards to, you know, Slayton was the recipient uh, and, and is looking really good at receiver with Sterling Shepard being out. And Daniel Jones is really doesn't have a lot of uh, weapons around him besides Barkley, of course. Barkley came back uh, and, and didn't do as well as people, you know, would expect against the Giants but uh, or the Lions. Um, but, yeah, Daniel Jones looked great. Um, Aaron Rodgers, for him looking dead in the water at the beginning of the week, him coming back at 23 for 33 uh, for 305 yards and three touchdowns. I mean, these last, man, three weeks have just been, uh, he's been on fire. And uh, he didn't really see it coming because he looked like, you know, age was catching up to him. The offense was kind of stagnant. And now he's just taking off and, uh, the the thing that's intriguing about it is he's using his running backs a lot. You know, Aaron Jones is getting a lot, you know, got seven receptions. So it's really coming down to, uh, uh, you know, it's not the, 
the the receiver position that you'd expect with Aaron Rodgers. He's he's really distributing the ball around everywhere and, and getting those yards and touchdowns that way. Moving along to running back, Tevin Coleman, 11 catches, 105 yards, and three touchdowns against the Panthers. That was just insane. Uh, not that the Panthers are great at stopping the run, but uh, you definitely didn't see this type of game coming from Tevin Coleman, especially with the way they split carries in the San Francisco backfield. But uh, and especially when you're having 11 touchdowns, you know, being able to score on three of those and getting 100 yards, if anyone would have said he would have had 11 touchdowns at the beginning of the week, everyone would have stayed away from him, and uh, he made it pay off. So uh, James Connors next, 23 carries for 145 yards and a touchdown against Miami. Uh, I'd like to say that you know James Connors really been coming through lately, which he has. He got hurt though, uh, hurt his AC joint which uh, I've had that injury. It's pretty uh, debilitating for a little, you know, a while. Uh, I think it was, man, about a week and a half before I even felt like I could uh, have sufficient movement in my shoulder. Uh, it just feels like a dead shoulder for, for a while. Um, you know, it's a, it's a slight dislocation that you have. And, uh, but he looked good. Uh, well, well, you know, against Miami and uh, they really, you know, used James, James Conner to uh, get the pass go game going because they looked a little rusty coming out of the gate. And it really is Miami tanking because, you know, they made some questionable, questionable defensive calls to uh, get the Steelers back in that game. Uh, Aaron Jones, as we mentioned previously with Aaron Rodgers, he had 13 carries for 67 yards, but he had seven catches for 159 yards and two touchdowns. And Kansas City's not great at stopping the running back, but to you know him being that productive through the uh, air and, and getting those receiving yards, uh, and he, this is the second second week in a row where he just has been a huge target person in the passing game. You definitely, I'm starting him every week, and you know that was just a great matchup against Kansas City, and and he took advantage. And someone I'd like to mention, David Montgomery, we talked about last week, should have had a huge game, just with the. Uh, you know, the, the talk about uh, Matt Nagy not uh, running the ball enough and him saying he's not an idiot. You knew he was going to go that way a lot more. You know, they still lost, unfortunately. But uh, 27 carries, 135 yards, and a touchdown. It really should be the recipe going forward for Chicago because Mitch Trubisky is just not getting it done through the air. Um, he has Allen Robinson. For Allen Robinson to be doing as well as he is with that uh, passing game is is ex it's extraordinary. He's like an MVP for me because uh, their offense is horrible and and they've really not been focused on the run. So it's good to see that you know 27 carries that's a ton. So uh, I'm hoping going forward that that's the uh, blueprint that they start to use and realizing you know this is this is our way to victory, especially with that defense. Moving along to receiver for our GOAT section, we have Cooper Cup, who played the Bengals, and and this was in London, but seven receptions for 220 yards and a touchdown, and uh, the touchdown was on a pretty uh, neat trick play that they did, like, you know, double reverse pass back to uh, Cooper. He is a target ma machine uh Brandon Cooks got hurt, which is uh, bad news for the Rams' passing attack. And, you know, Robert Woods just hasn't been producing like he was expected to. Uh, 
early uh, early on when teams uh, drafted him, and all the production's been going through Cooper, which is a good thing. I mean, he's been he's been a monster. He's one of uh, him and Michael Thomas are the top two receivers in the NFL, and uh, that's why. I mean, he, he gets seven to ten receptions a game. He, he gets a lot of yards, and and he scores a ton as well. Uh, I'd though I expected a big game from Cooper, I didn't expect this big of a game. And he looked great, and I like him going forward with, you know, like we said, with the injuries to Cooks and the ineffectiveness of Woods. You know, he's, Woods has been really inconsistent, and he hasn't scored yet. And that's been a big, uh, I think what's holding the Rams' offense back a little bit is their lack of production from those other receiver spots. Uh, Mike Evans, 11 catches, and that's right, he had 11 catches for 198 yards and two touchdowns. And it was against Tennessee. So anyone telling you to start Mike Evans against Tennessee – I mean, Godwin and Evans are must-starts every week just because that's their whole offense is getting the ball to those guys. Uh, but Mike Evans has been known to disappear, and you figure with the matchup like the the, the Tennessee Titans that uh, he that would be one of those games that he kind of disappeared in, and it wasn't the case. He actually uh, did amazing, you know, two, almost 200 yards and two touchdowns. And then uh, Kenny Galladay. You know, that was a shootout with the uh, between the Lions and Giants. So you knew some people had to uh, prosper from uh, from the uh, quarterback production, and, and Kenny Galladay definitely did. Uh, the Galladay in, 123 yards, six catches, and he had two touchdowns. Uh, tight end, moving along to tight end. Th- this was a great week because it was a lot of tight ends that were kind of unknowns or fringe tight ends and and to be honest I don't know if any of these guys were even on a roster uh and and so you like to see that sometimes from uh these guys that uh, come out of nowhere to produce but Ryan Griffin for the Jets against the Jaguars had four catches for 66 yards but he had two touchdowns and that just came out of nowhere for Ryan Griffin Everyone's expecting Chris Herndon to be back. And, you know, I've been banging the drum. Like, you know, you need to get Chris Herndon. He's a number one tight end. But he hasn't been making his way back. And, and Ryan Griffin definitely uh, is taking advantage of it uh, as of late. Darren Fells, six catches, 58 yards, two touchdowns against Oakland. And Darren Fells is an interesting case because, I mean, he's for a couple weeks now showing that he's the tight end to own and for the Texans. And, and they're actually using him a lot more. So, his his value is just skyrocketing, and uh, you know we'll we'll get into that later. But uh, he's keeping it up with his performance last week against Oakland, and, and the big one is uh, Janu Smith, six catches, seventy eight yards, and a touchdown. Delaney Walker was hurt against the Buccaneers, and the Buccaneers give up the most tight end points. That opened the way for Janu Smith because he's a good tight end as well, and actually he's a tight end one if Walker's not playing. Uh, he's just as effective as Walker. And uh, for the Titans that have two tight ends that are this effective is, is a good thing. And, and I really think even if Walker does come back, they really need to take advantage of the fact that they have two tight ends that are pretty dynamic. Uh, he had six catches for 78 yards and a touchdown. So uh, this wraps up our, our uh, segment with the uh, GOATs of the week. And we'll... Uh, continue with the uh the ghosts of the week coming up
All right, we're back with the ghost segment, and these are the players who didn't meet expectations and actually had a pretty bad game. Uh, we will start at quarterback, Mitchell Trubisky, who seems to be on this list a lot. He was 23 for 35, 253 yards, zero touchdowns, an interception, got sacked four times, and lost a fumble. And uh, this was against the Chargers, and the matchup wasn't horrible. Not that it was a, a, an amazing matchup, but it was good enough for him to be productive. And and at this point, I mean, you're throwing the ball 35 times with Trubisky. You just need to let it go and realize that uh, he's not the quarterback that needs to be throwing the ball that much. And it's actually been detrimental to the Chicago offense. It's really holding the offense back by how much they're, they're, they're trying to throw the ball around. And uh, Chicago needs to uh, realize that before they uh, find themselves out of the playoffs because they're they're on that cusp and they're uh, uh, they need to get back in it. The next is Jacoby Brissett, uh, fifteen for twenty five for two hundred and two yards, uh, no touchdowns, no interceptions, but he was sacked four times and he had a fumble. This was against Denver and Denver's defense. It's really kind of schizophrenic in regards to. It, on paper, it looks amazing, and they just haven't been producing like they can. But you're scared to kind of go against them in a way because they do have a good defense player-wise and personnel-wise. And Brissett didn't do anything near what uh, people were expecting out of him. And, uh, you know, they, they barely pulled it out at the end against Denver, and Brissett definitely didn't have a great game. And uh, I, I think you need to start worrying a little bit about Brissett and some of these matchups coming up uh, moving forward. I definitely would add him just because he, he has some great matchups that would be a great fill-in play, but uh, he, he's not a guy that you want to be starting every week, and, and, and Denver proved that. Kyler Murray is the next one for Arizona. He was against the Saints, and, and the Saints are better defense than they get credit for. They're really they're stout against the run for sure, and but they're kind of susceptible to the pass a little bit. So Kyler Murray, you expected something out of him through you know through the air, and he was 19 for 33 for 220 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, got sacked three times, just uh, not a, an efficient day for Kyler Murray. And the Saints really kind of took it to Arizona. Um, so again, Murray, he's really going to be matchup based in regards to you know he kind of had an easy schedule and now that it's getting kind of uh, tougher he's going to play some great defenses he, he's not that good of a play moving forward especially with the bye coming up for him uh, running back Saquon Barkley uh, I know I was really high on Saquon against the Lions I thought this was an ideal matchup but uh, he only got 19 carries for 64 yards and that's very un-Saquon Barkley like I think people with him coming back from the injury expected big things, and, and they didn't get it. Uh, Josh Jacobs, 15 carries for 66 yards against Houston. I expected more from Josh Jacobs as well, especially, you know, he had that monster game against the Bears defense, and and he was just kind of primed to, to step up, especially with uh, J.J. Watt tearing his pec and going to be out for the year. Um, it, it didn't really open up like you uh, would expect. And then I would say the worst would be Le'Veon Bell getting nine carries for only 23 yards 
and then only three receptions for 12 yards. When you're only getting four points from Le'Veon Bell, uh, the Jets are just so bad. And Le'Veon Bell is not being used like he was with the Steelers. He's, he's not getting as much volume as you would expect, uh, you know, being one of their marquee players. And it, it definitely showed uh, this last game. Moving on to wide receiver. Uh, the first one that stands out is John Brown. He's targeted eight times, had five catches for 54 yards, and it was against the Eagles. And the Eagles are getting healthy, so their secondary is getting a little, uh, a little more stout. I don't. Uh, I expected bigger things from John Brown, though, and some bigger plays, and they just didn't happen. And I know a lot of people were banging the drum about John Brown that week, stating that he was going to have a huge game, and it just never came to fruition. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, six targets, only two catches for 54 yards against the Broncos. Broncos really held him in check. Uh, you know, he, he's injured now, too, and uh, just didn't have the type of game you would expect from T.Y. And the, I mean, the Broncos are a great pass defense, so it's not that you expect... Uh, huge things from that position against the Broncos, but T.Y. Hilton's such a target hog that you expected better numbers than what he was able to get, especially when getting two catches. Uh, Odell Beckham against the Patriots. I know it's against the Patriots, and everyone looks bad against the Patriots, but he was targeted seven times, had five catches for 52 yards, and that was it. And, I mean, Odell Beckham right now has just not been good. And... You know, I if you have him on your roster right now, you definitely need to look at maybe making him a trade target. You don't outright drop him, but he hasn't been the guy that you drafted him to be, and I, I think he's frustrating a lot of owners right now. Rightfully so. He's going to, uh, and I don't see it improving uh, throughout the year either as uh, their schedule gets a little bit tougher. Uh, and... They really need to figure out that chemistry between him and Baker Mayfield because right now it's not working. Uh, at tight end, Gerald Everett is targeted three times, only had two catches for 13 yards. And against the Bengals, you expected a whole lot more than that. And, uh, you know, Gerald Everett is kind of a scary play because it doesn't matter if it's a good team or bad team. You just don't know his, uh, his volume that he's going to get on a week-to-week -week basis. And uh, this game kind of proves it. You're, you know, you're kind of expecting big things from him uh, in London. And London's a weird place, man. Uh, some, you know, you look at some matchups and, and think they're going to do certain things and they don't. And then you look at, like, you know, Josh Jacobs against the Bears and he just lights it up. And so it's it's almost like the twilight zone of uh, fantasy football. You don't know what to expect out there and uh, when they go overseas. Zach Ertz, three targets, three catches, but only 21 yards against the Bills. Not much of a surprise because, I don't know, the the Bills are a great defense. And, you know, I know they're susceptible sometimes to the tight end, but they're just solid everywhere. And, and Dallas uh, Goddard is actually getting a lot more targets. That's really eaten away at Zach Ertz's uh, value. And so uh, Zach Ertz has had a, a very disappointing season as well. And uh, this week kind of added to that. TJ Hawkerson, one target. One catch, 13 yards against the Giants, and this you didn't see. 
you know, people were building up Hawkerson to have a huge game against the Giants, and he just was invisible. And Hawkerson is, you know, he had a couple of good games, and everyone was high on, on him, and he just hasn't been that uh, lately. And, you know, uh, that's going to be a week-to-week thing where you're not sure about starting him, and he just has dropped so many touchdowns as well. Uh, not in this game, of, of course, with only the one target, but uh, in previous games, too, he's he's dropped a lot of touchdowns, and it's really starting to hurt his value uh, to a lot of uh, people's rosters in fantasy football. So uh, if you stay here, we'll uh, get to pickups on the next segment. This is Ms. the Wiz Montalban, and I appreciate you joining me, and we'll get right into the uh, the pickups of the week. Yay! All right, we're ready for the uh, pickups of the week. We're going to, uh, and I, again, don't like to, if I mention them, uh, I might mention them a couple other times, but I really try to make it a week-to-week thing on, you know, if I tell you to pick them up uh, one week, it, it doesn't really change the next week. And, uh, but if there's been a low uh, volume of pickups on that player, I, I, I will definitely will bring him up the next week. But uh, we'll, we'll get right into QB. And we're going to start off with uh, Sam Darnold with the Jets. I mean, he's playing the Dolphins, and it doesn't get any easier than that. Uh, Xavier Howard's hurt. He went to IR. Um, things are looking even worse for the Dolphins. And, you know, with them trying to tank, which they made it pretty uh, clear against the Steelers that they did not want to win. Uh, they're chasing the Bengals for that first overall pick. Uh, Sam Darnold has a great matchup, and... I think he's due to, you know, due to have a big game. You, you see Mason Rudolph, what he did last week with the uh, two touchdowns and, uh, you know, 250 yards passing. Sam Darnold, I think, does even better than that. So I expect a big game from him. And, uh, you know, I'm not going out on all him saying that since it's against the Dolphins. Next, uh, Nick Foles. And the reason why I added him is just because Jaguars, Gardner Minshew is doing great. Uh, he probably deserves to keep his job, but, uh, you know, they paid Nick Foles all this money to get over there, and he, you know, got hurt early in the season, and I don't think they're going to just exile him to the bench when he comes back, and he's getting ready to come back. So if you're in need of a quarterback, Jaguars' offense is, uh, you know, a lot better without Blake Bortles playing quarterback, and uh, he's not to be overlooked. He might be a great pickup you know, for streaming uh, against uh, some good matchups. If you have a quarterback on a bye or, or you're messing with injuries in regards to like a, you know, Mahomes or uh, Matt Ryan and, and and the like. So uh, Derek Carr against the Raiders. He has a great matchup against the Lions. I expect big things from him. I think it's going to be a shootout. He's someone you need to grab and play this week. You, you definitely need to fill him in. And there's actually only a couple QBs that uh, I would play over Derek Carr. Now, obviously, if you have like a Breeze or Deshaun Watson, those types, you're not going to play Carr over. But there's very few other quarterbacks that I wouldn't be playing Derek Carr this, you know, over this week. He's lined up to have a monster week, and, and I really like him. So he definitely needs to be on your radar for pickups. At running back, Mark Walton. And the reason why I say that is because he's getting the volume from the Dolphins. And the 
thing is with the Dolphins is it doesn't line up in regards to the flow of the game. They get behind by a lot pretty quickly. But the thing you have to like about him is he's their guy that's in the backfield getting the carries. And, you know, if, if you're in a situation where your flex guy is a guy that you're not sure is going to get uh, a lot of uh, carries or a split in time with somebody, you might want to think about Walton because at least you know he's going to be the uh, bell cow for the Dolphins' offense, as putrid as the Dolphins' offense is. Uh, so he's definitely worth looking at, especially with the bye weeks and the, the injuries that are happening. Um, and, and speaking of those, those are going to influence the next couple pickups. Kenyon Drake for the Cardinals. Kenyon Drake's a good running back, and, and I like him. I, I didn't like him for the Dolphins. I thought he was, had bust potential with all the hype he was getting. Um, but now that he's at the, the Cardinals, I mean, you've seen what Chase Edmonds can do. You've seen what uh, David Johnson can do. And now they're both hurt. And so that really opens the door for Kenyon Drake. And I like Kenyon Drake a little bit more with the fact that I don't know when these people are coming back. You know, David Johnson could be out for a while. Uh, Chase Edmonds, you know, it's it's iffy. So Kenyon Drake is, get, you know, getting traded to the Cardinals right away. And, and he's going to be thrown in there right away. So he's definitely worth uh, keeping an eye out for. And he's definitely worth a pickup. Uh, in that same vein... James Conner is hurt, and I don't think he plays this week. I think he's going to be out. Benny Snell is out. He's going to be out for three weeks. And so Jalen Samuels is actually coming back from injury, and he's going to be the bell cow over in Pittsburgh. And against the Colts, you know, the, the Colts have been playing a lot of committee backfield situations. And so it doesn't look like they give up a lot of yards per player. Um, but if you look at a lot of com- the committees, uh, Together, they give up, you know, 100, 150 yards per game with a couple touchdowns. And so it's really breaking up to uh, for Jalen Samuels to have a, a great game against the Colts, especially when uh, he's going to be their only option in the backfield. So expect a big game from Jalen Samuels, and he's definitely worth a pickup, and he's worth a start. So if he's not on your radar to, to, to play, you definitely need to uh, put him there. My last one is Kareem uh, Kareem Hunt, sorry, for the Browns. He was suspended, and he's going to be coming back in a couple weeks. Now, it's not going to happen yet, but if you have a roster spot that's available and you want to uh, roster him for until he's ready, he might be worth picking up. And, and by no means do I think Nick Chubb is going to be exiled to the bench or it's going to be a committee, but he's definitely someone you would want um down the stretch, especially for the playoffs. Because if something happens to Chubb, Kareem Hunt's definitely more than capable. And uh, he, he might be incorporated in the offense a little bit more than uh, what we f- you figure, especially with the struggling Browns offense. So he's definitely worth uh, keeping on your roster and, and seeing where the, the chips fall with him. Uh, moving on to receiver, Robbie Anderson for the Jets. Uh, again, it's kind of with the Sam Darnold thing. He's playing the Dolphins. It's a great matchup. I think he's going to get better and better as the season goes along. It's been shaky for Robbie Anderson, but it's mostly been because of his quarterback situation. So expect a big game from Robbie Anderson against the Dolphins. And if he's available, pick him up because he's available in more leagues than uh, what he should be at this point. Uh, Danny Amendola for the Lions. Again, he started off hot, got hurt, which is very Danny Amendola-like. Uh, they started to 
ease him back into the offense. And these last couple of weeks, he's been a target fiend. He's been getting a ton of targets. He had a great week last week. He needs, to, you know, against this matchup with the Raiders, he's lined up to have a pretty good uh, matchup this week. You need to be playing him. So Danny Amendola for the Lions, know him, grab him if he's available. He would be a great option if you're uh, kind of hurting that receiver this week. Josh Reynolds for the Rams. With Cooks being out, Josh Reynolds moves into that spot. And Josh Reynolds isn't too shabby. He gets his targets, and he's productive um, and when he plays. And now he's in a situation where he's going to be able to play and, and get those targets. So you, you need to be looking out for Josh Reynolds and uh, grabbing him. Darren Fells for the Texans. Um, at tight end, we definitely, you know, we were just talking about him. He's starting to have great weeks. The Texans are using him more and more. If he's available, pick him up because tight end's been so horrible this year that uh, it feels good to be able to pick up a guy that's late, that's this productive as he's been the last couple of weeks. And then uh, Mike Gusecki for, or Gusecki from the Dolphins. I not necessarily thinking that he's going to just light up the stage, but uh, as a tight end position, uh, especially with it being so minimal, they're starting to incorporate him more in the offense, and I definitely think he's due for a big game or two with the, the Dolphins constantly being behind. Uh, so he definitely needs to start being on, on, on people's radars to uh, to pick up if, if you need a tight end. Uh, and, of course, Janu Smith. Uh, when Delaney Walker gets hurt especially in the middle of the season. He, he doesn't always make it back like he needs to, and, and sometimes he, he stays hurt. Um, and so you end up hanging on to Delaney Walker for a long time, waiting for him to get healthy, and then that never happens. And and, and like I said earlier with Janu Smith, the week he had last week, and he just he's a valuable tight end. Um, so he's definitely worth stashing on your roster to see what happens with the Delaney Walker situation. And, and if he's... You know, something happens to Delaney Walker and he's not the same or he gets hurt further, uh, you're going to have a great tight end on your hands that you, you paid nothing for. So you, you definitely need to go and grab you some uh, Janu Smith uh, at this point in time. All right, we're going to break right into the news. Not as much news as last week, but there's definitely some uh, news that uh, we need to be talking about. Ryan Finley was announced the starter for the Bengals. Really bad timing for Andy Dalton in regards to it was just the trading deadline, and they announced it right before the trading deadline. So uh, Andy Dalton was unable to get traded, and now he's going to be behind Ryan Finley. And uh, it's not necessarily a good thing, but uh, I think they want to see what they have with Ryan Finley, and they should because... They're going to have a top pick, and so do they go quarterback or do they get another position and, and get a, a great player? So Ryan Finley uh, is going to be starting the rest of the year. At least that's the plan. Uh, you know, Kenyon Drake traded to the Cardinals from Miami. You, you knew for a long time that he was a trade candidate and it was going to happen. Just didn't know where. Well, it happened, and... Uh, he went to the Cardinals, and it's a great spot with uh, David Johnson and Chase Edmonds being hurt. 
and you're not sure how long their injuries are going to last. So at least for a couple games, Kenyon Drake's going to be valuable. Um, Josh Gordon was waived off of IR from New England and then was picked up by Seattle. That is definitely a pickup that you need to do. Uh, this was my pickups were uh, recorded be previous to this. But Josh Gordon is a, a must-add on your fantasy team with the Seahawks. It's really making that receiving core even more dynamic with uh, DK Metcalf and uh, Tyler Lockett. I, I, can, I can see great things with Josh Gordon if he decides, you know, if he plays and uh, doesn't have any setbacks in his recovery that he's been going through for, the, for years now. And... Uh, so yeah, that that move to Seattle is going to be a big benefit to the Seahawks and your fantasy teams on top of that. James Conner is going to be out. Benny Snell is already out for three to four weeks. And Jalen Samuels is going to be the bell cow for Pittsburgh for the foreseeable future un until Conner is ready to uh, come back from his shoulder injury. So you definitely need to make note of that and really think hard about picking up Jalen Samuels and even playing him because he's in a really good situation right now. Uh, Cam Newton got a second opinion about his ankle. Uh, he's not doing well. He had a setback with it during practice and who knows when he's going to be back and that really opens the door for Kyle Allen the rest of the year and, and he finally had his rookie moment I would say last week regards to how he played um he looked a little frazzled and like a rookie and uh i think you know as he puts more game film uh of his of his play on tape that the uh, defenses are starting to be able to scheme for him better and uh but regardless cam newton uh, doesn't look like he's going to be part of the equation for this year and uh, that's a tough break for the, the Panthers because when he's healthy, he's, you know, he, he was an MVP candidate not too long ago. So uh, that's about it for the news for this week. And we will be moving on to our starts and sits of the week. All right, let's jump into it. Our starts of the week segment where we just go through the lineup uh, or the schedule and uh, tell you who to start and who you should sit. First game, uh, this is the early morning game in London, the Texans at the Jaguars. For the Texans, I, I definitely think you need to start Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins. And of course, you're sitting there thinking, duh, why would I not start them? And you'd be correct, but those are the only well Darren Fells or Daniel Fells uh Daniel Fells is definitely someone that needs to be started as well against the Jaguars. Jaguars are kind of leaky against the tight end, so you need to be thinking about him as well. Now, on the Jaguar side, DJ Chark has been injured, so we're not sure he's going to play. I think he does play and you definitely need to be starting him this week if he does. I happen to also like Gardner Minshew. I think he is a, a great play this week. And I'll be honest, outside of that, Leonard Fournette, 
I like him. I think he's you know doing a great job this year. But for whatever reason in this game, I, I don't see Leonard Fournette having a big game. You're going to start him, of course. I mean, he's Leonard Fournette, and he's one of the top rushers in the league. So uh, just don't expect a big game like you're used to with Leonard Fournette against the, the Texans. And I say that even with J.J. Watt being out for the year with the pec injury. Bears at Eagles. On the Bears side, I, I like David Montgomery. And it's weird to say that because the Eagles are actually pretty good at stopping the run. But with the, the Bears looking like they're trying to establish the run a little bit better, I, I do like David Montgomery just for volume purposes. I don't ever like Mitchell Trubisky. And I need to come up with a nickname for Mitchell. Um, so that should be coming soon. But uh, I don't like him at all. But Allen Robinson, really like Al Alvin Rob. Uh, Allen Robinson I think he's gonna have a huge game against the Eagles uh, and, and it could open up for Taylor Gabriel as well I think Taylor Gabriel might have a great game and I know the Eagles are last in passing but it's it's not a given anymore because their secondary is pretty healthy and so it might uh it, you know the, the way that teams were able to exploit their secondary might not be the case anymore with uh, everyone back so it's not a given that those receivers that go against the Eagles have those big games like they had in the past. And, you know, Tariq Cohen, I, I think Tariq Cohen might have a, a big game because this is a, a game where it kind of sets up pretty well to have that scat back out of the backfield, uh, getting targets and, and eating up yards, you know, meticulously down the field. Or with, in Tariq Cohen's case, he's a big play threat too. So, um, you know, I like those guys uh, on the Eagles side. Um, I don't like Zach Ertz. I do like Dallas Godert, um, or Goddard. I think he has a big game. Um, Miles Sanders, if he plays, I'm not so big on him, to be honest. I'm not even big on Jordan Howard, even though I know this is kind of a revenge game. But, I mean, that Bears defense is just so dynamic. I don't like Carson Wentz. I, I don't like Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, I don't like a lot of the Eagles players in this one, and I actually think it's going to be a low-scoring game, and uh, not a lot of fantasy production comes out of it. Moving on to the Colts at the Steelers. Uh, on the Colts side, you know, T.Y. Hilton's hurt. He's not going to play. I really like Zach Paschal this week. I think he comes through and is the go-to guy for the Colts. Um, he won't get the most targets, per se, but... I think he has the best production at receiver. And uh, the Steelers are better at guarding the tight end like than they have been. Usually if the tight end was playing the Steelers, you, you could bank on a pretty good game from that tight end. But with Devin Bush being there, uh, he's been a great uh, draft pick for the Steelers. He's really kind of... And then to add Mink, uh, Minka Fitzpatrick with that trade, they've really kind of uh, shut down the middle of the field that they were so susceptible to. So, I you know, Marlon Mack, I like him getting targets out of the backfield, getting the carries. So outside of Mack and uh, Pascal, I, I really don't like a lot of the uh, players on the Colts. I think Brissett is going to have a challenging game and uh, not be the quarterback that you would want him to be in this matchup. Uh, moving on to the Steelers, I really like Jalen Samuels, like we talked about before during the pickup segment. Colts actually do give up 
over 100 yards in score a couple scores to running backs per game. Uh, just usually they're playing committees, so it looks like they're better than they are against you know uh, at stopping the run. I, I expect a big game from Jalen Samuels and from at the receiver position. Uh, I don't obviously uh, they just cut Moncrief, so he's out of the equation. James Washington still needs to prove it. I think. Uh, He's been involved in the offense. He just hasn't been targeted, and, and that's due more to the quarterback than James Washington's talent. But someone that has been targeted is Deontay Johnson. I think they try to focus on Juju Smith-Schuster and limit his ability to make plays in this game. But I think Deontay Johnson has a pretty big game receiving, and you know he scores... Uh, he actually makes the most of his, his targets. He scores quite a bit. He he gets about, you know, 60 to 80 yards receiving per game recently. Uh, he, he's a must-add if you're looking at receiver help. And I think he has a big game against the Colts. I, I'm not looking at a big game from Mason Rudolph, per se, but uh, I, I think he's efficient. You know, he's going to get you the 250, one or two scores, uh so if if you are just looking for consistency in that regard at the quarterback position, he's worth a play. But I don't expect big things from him. Jets at the Dolphins. I really like the matchup for the Jets. I like Robbie Anderson. I like Sam Darnold. I like Herndon or Griffin, depending on who's playing tight end. I like Jamison Crowder. Dolphins give up a ton of slot points. And Crowder is, I think, set up to have a huge game this week. I think he actually... Uh, could be one of the starts of the week in regards to who you need to be looking at for FanDuel purposes because he's cheap and it just sets up nicely for him to have a big game. On the the Dolphins side, well, can't forget Le'Veon Bell. I think Le'Veon Bell finally exercises the demons and the coach uh, Gase decides to actually use him more than he has been. Uh, it's been kind of asinine in regards to his usage thus far. And so I can see Le'Veon Bell having a big game, kind of that, you know, breakout game that he needs with the, the Jets that he's been lacking. On the Dolphins side, I do like some of the Dolphins players. I, I like Albert Wilson. I like uh, Devontae Parker. I like I like Walton, and I like Fitzpatrick. I, I think they have, they're startable uh, with this matchup against the Jets. Jets' defense hasn't been what you would expect but part of that's been due to the horrible offense not really giving them much of a, a chance um but i definitely think there's some potential with the, the bye weeks and things that you know if you needed to start a dolphin this is the week to do it uh and i won't probably say that again the rest of the season but uh this is definitely one of those matchups the the, the vikings at the chiefs this is a matchup made in heaven for dalvin cook I mean, Dalvin Cook does amazing things against great defenses, and, and the Chiefs, you know, defending the run or the, the receiving running back has been horrid this year. Uh, Dalvin Cook set up to have an amazing week, and he actually is one of the plays uh, that you need to have this week. And on top of that, Adam Thielen, um, Stephon Diggs, you know, if, if they're playing you, you need to be playing them Kirk Cousins I think he has a great week and I even I'll even go so far to say that I think uh, Madison has a 
a great week too as a backup to Cook. I, I think that's how much they'll go to that well. And I think you can safely start Madison this week and expect, uh, you know, solid numbers. You know, at least get you that uh, 7 to 10 from that uh, that last roster spot. Chiefs, I don't like the Chiefs as much. McCoy's out. Damien Williams I don't like. Um, Matt Moore I don't like. Demarcus Robinson I don't like. I like Tyreek Hill just because it's Tyreek Hill and you're not going to bench him. But outside of that, he's the only Chief I see. Uh, him and Kelsey, of course, you, you can't bench Kelsey. Uh, but those are the two. Travis Kelsey and uh, Tyreek Hill are the t- the two guys you need to be starting for the Chiefs, and, and that's about it. Uh, Titans at Panthers. Derrick Henry, gotta love Derrick Henry. Start him all day long. I expect big things from him. They're gonna go to that well quite a bit. Panthers showed even last week with that Tevin Coleman fiasco that they can't stop the run and running backs have great games against them and uh, Derrick Henry's a, a good back and the the, the the Titans like to you know use the run game so he's lined up to have a great uh, great game as is the tight end whether it's Walker or Janu Smith I, I would be starting whichever one of those is playing um Receiver, A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, Adam Humphreys, um, and Tannehill. Uh, I think Tannehill will be average. I think it's a crapshoot in regards to what receiver would produce, if any of them. So they're not they're not excitable plays this week. Uh, Panthers, Christian McCaffrey, obviously all day long. Why would you not start him? But outside of that, you know, Curtis Samuel's been hurt. He might not play, and... You know, I don't like DJ Moore being the only option in the passing game for that. Olsen I might start because um, Titans aren't that great at stopping the tight end. But outside of that, you know, McCaffrey and Olsen are the only two that I would even consider playing in this matchup against the Titans. The Redskins and Bills. Uh, we'll just put it this way. Uh, any Redskin I don't like at all. Uh, Peterson, I don't like. McLaren, Terry McLaren, I don't like. Haskins, I don't like at all. Um, yeah, there's just not a lot to like. Trey Quinn, I don't like. On the Bill side, I like everybody. So, Devin Singletary, I would start him. I like him. Uh, Gore, I like him. Josh Allen. John Brown, uh... The list goes on, actually. I would be Cole Beasley. You need to be starting these guys. And I think they're all due to have a big game against the Redskins. Uh, Redskins are defensively improving a little bit. So I'm not saying they're going to have monster games, but they're going to be productive enough that they need to be in your lineup. So uh, definitely, if you're looking at uh, that lineup, you need to be starting uh, any bill that you can. And, And that includes Dawson Knox. I think Dawson Knox is lined up to have a decent game and Josh Allen likes him so uh, he might even be worth a play if you're hurting at tight end this week moving along to the afternoon games or the evening games the Buccaneers at the Seahawks I on the Buccaneers side I mean Godwin and Evans and that's because the Seahawks can't defend the pass very well. 
I, I like Cameron Bray as well. Those are really the only weapons for the Buccaneers. You know, Ronald Jones, Barber, those guys, they're not really worth starting against the Seahawks defense. And the only reason why I'm, I would start Godwin and Evans is because there's such volume. Uh, you know, the targets that they get is just huge. So you, you definitely are starting them. And, and just, they're, you know, one of the top receivers in the NFL, a couple of them. So you, you wouldn't be benching them. Uh, Bray, on the other hand, uh, I would be starting him just because Seahawks aren't great at defending the tight end. They're actually one of the worst. But Cameron Bray doesn't have big games when O.J. Howard doesn't play, so it really depends on if O.J. Howard's going to be playing or not. Um, I might stay away from it altogether if he's not. For whatever reason, Bray, when he's the main tight end, doesn't have the production that you would expect which it's kind of an odd stat, but it's it's real, so you need to acknowledge it. Lions at Raiders. Again, I think this is a shootout. You just need to start everybody. I like Ty Johnson. I like Hawkerson if he can catch the ball. I like Marvin Jones a lot. I like Galladay. I like Stafford. Start them all. Uh, Raiders side, Tyrell Williams. Uh, I like Hunter Renfro this week. I think Hunter Renfro's due to have a great... Uh, game uh, and going back to the Lions. Sorry, Danny Amendola. I think he's, you know, could have a good game. So uh, on both of these, you need to start everybody: uh, Josh Jacobs, Tyrell Williams, uh, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, of course, and uh, you know, eventually Zay Jones. I think is going to be coming around. So uh, Derek Carr, start them all. It's going to be a, a, a high-scoring game and. I think if you have any of these players on your roster, you need to be starting them this week, especially with the amount of buys and injuries that are, are prevalent right now. Uh, Packers at Chargers. I like this game a lot, too. I, I like Aaron Jones. I like Jamal Williams, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I like Jimmy Graham. I mean, Jimmy Graham is what he is. He's touchdown dependent, uh, so it's hard to predict, but you could do worse. I think Aaron Jones just has a monster game. Uh, receiving uh, Jamal Williams uh, I think he has a big game rushing and Aaron Rodgers I think is going to have a big game as well and my only downfall is I, I don't know what receiver he's going to be going to so I'm not really big on any of the receivers right now and Devonte Adams is close to coming back but you know I, I kind of want to see him come back and then when he does how he's incorporated into this offense again um so I know he's a big play receiver, but uh, he's one that I would probably hold off on just to, to see what, what happens with him. Um, on the Charger side, I, I don't really like very many people. I like Hunter Henry. Uh, I like Hunter Henry a lot, actually, against the Packers. And I, I do like Austin Eckler. I don't like Gordon, though. I, I just think that Eckler's a better receiving option, and, and those are the running backs that do well against uh, Green Bay. Um, so I'm, I'm out on Gordon. Uh, I don't like Keenan Allen this week. Keenan Allen's been in a funk. I don't know if he's injured and just trying to fight through it. Well, I know he's injured and trying to fight through it. Um, but uh, it's really hurting his production. And, and good for him to stick it out for the team because they need him. But he, he has not been productive. And, uh, you know, Benjamin just went on IR. And Mike Williams has been kind of invisible. So I... I I would say outside of Austin Eckler and Hunter Henry, I would stay away from the Chargers in this one. 
the Browns at the Broncos. I like Nick Chubb just because, for whatever reason, the Broncos have not been able to defend the running back. Uh, running backs have had a heyday on the ground. Now, they haven't necessarily scored that much, so that's kind of helping uh, the Broncos in regards to how bad they really are at at stopping the run this year. Um, but Nick Chubb's due to have a big game. I like Ricky Seals-Jones at the tight end position. I think he has a big game. But I don't like Landry, and I don't like Odell Beckham, and I don't like Baker Mayfield. So definitely stay away from those guys. And, and on the Broncos' end, I'll be honest, I don't like anyone either. Um, I, Cortland Sutton, you know, with uh, Brandon Allen playing quarterback, you don't know what you have in him. And, and the fact that they're not playing Drew Locke to see what they have in him, especially since they're going to have a high draft pick, is boggling to me. And I, I, I don't see a lot of potential with Allen being able to move the team and, and making everyone else relevant in that offense. So, you know, Royce Freeman and Phil Lindsay, I don't see them even being productive because they're going to be facing eight-man boxes until they Brandon Allen can show that he, he can do something. And I don't know that he can. So... Uh, moving al along to the uh, Patriots at the Ravens, I like Sony Michelle in this game. The Ravens actually have been leaky and stopping the run as well, but Sony Michelle, the human PlayStation, has been so touchdown dependent. Um, he's a scary play, but you definitely need to uh, to start him if he's uh, if you have him in your lineup. Tom Brady, I think you got to play Tom Brady, and I like Julian Edelman. And I like Philip Dorsett in this one as well. Uh, kind of high on Philip Dorsett. And uh, so you definitely need to be playing him. Just because the Ravens, though they've improved against the pass, especially with uh, getting Peters in the trade a couple weeks ago, um, Philip Dorsett has uh, been a big target guy for New England. And, and uh, he's definitely worth a play. On the Ravens side, I, I don't really like anyone. Lamar Jackson, I mean, if he's able to, to run. and uh, But passing-wise, I, I don't like him. I think he has a, a bad week. And same with Ingram. I don't like him as much. Sneed, uh, you know, Hollywood Brown, if Marquise Brown can come back uh, from his injury. I mean, they're going to need him to step up but with this new England defense I just think it's going to be hard and uh you know Andrews I, I actually would probably be the most confident in but uh he's been kind of trailing off lately too so I'll be honest there's not a lot of Ravens I feel confident in playing against this Patriot defense and uh, nor should anyone be confident playing this New England defense because they've made even great players look pretty nominal and I, I think that's going to be the case uh, on Sunday night um, not to say that the Ravens can't win or keep it close, but I think it's going to come down to, uh, I don't think it's going to be any player or having a big game. I think it's going to be a, a group effort in regards to the production. Um, Cowboys at Giants for the Monday night game. Man, I like everything about the Cowboys in this. Gallup, Amari Cooper, Ezekiel Elliott, Dak Prescott. I mean, even Jason Witten, yeah, throw him in there. 
uh, Giants are getting better on defense, but uh, with the Cowboys, they just need to. You just need to start everybody. They have a great matchup, and uh, I don't even think this is going to be a game. Uh, Giants side, I, I don't like Daniel Jones. Uh, I would start Saquon Barkley because, of course, you would. You, you wouldn't bench him. Evan Ingram, eh, maybe. Um, he's he's been a top tight end, even though he's been streaky. You got to play him. I like I like Darius Slayton. I think Darius Slayton is going to have a big game. He's really been coming on and and playing well for the Giants and. Um, I can see that continuing, but uh, Golden Tate, you know, Sterling Shepard is coming back, but uh, from his concussion, but he's been out for almost a month, so you'd like to see what you have in him before you uh, uh, put him in your lineup, and uh, yeah, that's about it for the starts and sits of the week. I hope you enjoyed listening. Uh, If you'd like to reach out to me directly, you can reach me on Twitter at Ms. Montalban. It's M-I-Z-Z-M-O-N-T-A-L-B-A-N. And on uh, email, it's Ms. Montalban at gmail.com. And I respond to all Twitter and email uh, questions. And I'll actually, if I get enough of them, I'll start putting them on the show. But anyway, um, again, it's the Burke and Ms. the Wiz Montalban show. I appreciate you listening and have a good day. Take care.